Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh, The The Horror. Horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at O-T-H at SeriouslyDecent.com. Yep. You can check out our website, OhTheHorrorPodcast.com. Yep. Get our back catalog, seasons one and two. And three. Well, yeah. We're in three right now. Trace. We're in 3D vision. Wow. <laughs> few. We're in season few. That's uh, almost four. Almost four. <laughs> Just a few. Not quite four. We got a few seasons. Let's call it not quite four. Yes. Yes. And uh, for those uh, new and reoccurring, we have a donation option now for the podcast. We do, if you're so inclined. Yes. It's located on the actual, if you go to our website, you'll go through the player of an episode and there'll be a donate button there. Uh, Facebook group, mm-hmm. I put a link tree option. Mm-hmm. And Instagram, if you follow us on the gram, mm-hmm. there's a link tree there. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can do a uh, tip jar or uh, Bitcoin if you have it, if you're into the crypto stuff. Mm-hmm. And we'll uh, keep adding through as people engage with us. If, uh, you know, there's a certain cryptocurrency that you deal with, we can right. accommodate that. But mm-hmm. for now, tip jar. And if anybody else has better recommendations in tip jar, we'll take them at yeah. OTH at seriouslydecent.com. Email us there. Or you can just shout through the podcast right now and I'll collect it. Yeah, there you go. Inside my soul. Telepathically? Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. I like it. So episode 108. Yes. Season three. Yes. Laurel Canyon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting read. Yes, I'll, I'll it put was. it. I'll put it that way. I uh, I know you went full in on the uh, on the music. Well, it was kind of hard not to because I'm I into know. it. It's your jam, and uh, but it's one of those <laughs> things where but, um, yeah, it's one of those things where you don't uh, you you shouldn't meet your heroes. You shouldn't I mean, find out more about your heroes. Yeah, I'm not gonna name. I was gonna name names today. I was gonna be just going all Why out. Why not? On it. Well, maybe later on if I get crispy enough, but it, uh, yeah, it's. If we were doing this a few days ago, because <laughs> I went from being salty, according to my boss, salty. with my, with my cold yeah, to uh spicy because mm, mm. I was You're not fucking done. It. I was over it. You're not having yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I suffered zero fools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just, uh, I don't know. Laurel Canyon just kind of really puts a pin on how it puts a pin on my take on things. Yeah. Yeah. It just, in, it in just makes way? sense. Thunder. Well, all right, you got this beautiful place in California. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then these creative types come in mm-hmm. 
and start going there. Mm-hmm. And even Neil Young was saying, you know, when they asked how, you know, why he went over there. Yeah. I was just following the crowd. You know, it just became like the place. It just instantly became the yeah. place, you know. So you had these names and they're big names. Yeah. And you have Frank Zappa, mm-hmm. uh, S- Stephen Stills, Dave yeah. Crosby, yeah. Yeah. Neil Young. Uh, you have the Doors mm-hmm. were hanging out there. I mean, everybody was hanging out there. Mamas and the Papas, mm-hmm. the Birds, the uh, the Beach Boys. Charlie Manson was hanging out there. Do you want to know what my take is, though? Yeah. Is here's this lovely location which is what drew them all there in the first place and maybe it's it's been reduced to satisfy the conspiracy theorists maybe yeah and it's been distilled down to this 10 15 year period with these musicians Mm -hmm. when it's so much more than that and there's so much more than that well going on that's why uh uh thanks to scott Yes. Who turned us on to this because there's there's a lot to unpack with Laurel Canyon. There is. And there's the uh the beatneck uh group that mm-hmm. went in through there in mm-hmm. the early sixties. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of con- there's I'm not even gonna say conspiracy theory anymore. I don't even know if I can say it. Mm-hmm. Given the last four years, yeah. How many conspiracy theories are now fact? Yeah. Or Really credible theory, you know. Yeah. So you look back at this, and there was a military base right by this. Mm-hmm. So you have the conspiracy theorists say that this was part of these ongoing things that the CIA and the government and all this stuff was doing. It's a leap. It really is. Yeah. Um, You know, I think what happened was is you had a lot of contributing factors. You had a counterculture. Mm-hmm. You had drugs, which mm-hmm. the government was pushing drugs. There's no other way mm-hmm. to dance around that. The CIA and the government was pushing drugs. So I think what you had is this kind of just like this perfect mixture of shit. Yeah. That just happened. So you had this whole counterculture. You've got radio breaking into TV. And so there's, you know, people have to think about it. Like everybody's pissed off about social media companies and the TV control and stuff. Now, there was three networks back then. That was it. Yep. ABC, NBC. And CBS. And CBS. That was it. Mm -hmm. They did the news. They did shows. They did everything. And you have to now, in our information age, looking back, they were definitely calling the shots on just about everything. Yeah. They were sitting in a room saying how people are going to be entertained. Mm -hmm. Is it to their advantage? You know, this is where you got to dip into the conspiracy theorists. And I'm sorry, if you're a boomer and don't want to accept that and you think it's the glory days of back then, sorry. Mm-hmm. You're just, you got to read more. Right. It's, it's even more and more and more it comes to, to action on this stuff. So now you got this beautiful spot, Laurel Canyon, and mm-hmm. it is, it is beautiful. Yeah, the pictures are pretty breathtaking. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I could see where people would flock there. Mm-hmm. But now as it like transpires, you've got, you know, you had all these uh, beatnecks, you got drugs, free love, the whole 60s yeah. deal, the whole counterculture. And now you look at it and it's these mansions. Yeah. And they've got armed security detail. Yeah. It was an environment where a groupie could just like drive up, yeah, knock yeah. on a door and they go in and party with these guys. Yeah. And now it's the exact opposite. And that's what 
like you meet your heroes and stuff and like Frank Zappa's gone. So like, it's cool for me. Like I get to see, but I even knew like Frank Zappa's parents were like, his dad had like a big military position and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And like David Crosby, his parents were big military and all that. And that's where you maybe see, you know, I could see where the conspiracy theorists will drip all over that, but I can also see how the counterculture came out of that because they were just like, I don't want anything, anything to, to do, do with this. That. I'm going to do the exact opposite thing my dad's doing. Yeah. My dad's all into, you know, code and military stuff and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to play a guitar and screw chicks and do drugs. Right. You know, yeah. and, and so you get this community that comes through. And this was the birth again of the beatniks, the hill, the, the hippie generation mm-hmm. that died off literally in 1969 yeah you know because uh ultimat the music festival with rolling stones there that all went to hell and then you had just everything else going to hell you had kennedy getting shot and all that and then it turned into that new age era of the 70s cults Mm -hmm. basically and but i gotta laugh at that it's like the whole anti-establishment is the establishment yeah and you see that today it's all over well, and uh, I felt like we, in order to do Laurel Canyon and get into the stuff that you really dove into, yeah, I felt we had to put the premise of that on like this right mm-hmm. here. Because like you look up Laurel Canyon, this is the stuff you're going to find. Yeah. I have to say there's so much more that goes into Laurel Canyon Way than more. just this music scene. And oh my God, because there was a, uh, a rock doc. Mm-hmm. On Laurel Canyon, that's all that was filtering through Google. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. But that being said, I have five sources. Whoa. CreepyLA.com, yeah. Haunted Laurel Canyon, BFRO.net, NUFORC.org. It's the, um, we'll get to that one, California.com, Mysterious UFO Sightings, California, and VanityFair.com. I end with the Laurel Canyon music scene. Vanity Fair. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll dive into the juicy stuff, and then we'll hit the music scene at the end. Yeah. But I, but I had to premise that properly because a lot of people are familiar with Laurel Canyon. Mm-hmm. The music scene is what they're familiar with. But even that, like, if you think you know Laurel Canyon... Go read some of the stuff that's out there. Yeah. Watch some of the videos. And uh, and again, you, you're diving into what I'll aptly call pretty pretty much conspiracy theory territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the internet has given such a wide berth for conspiracy, conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. They can dive into any kind of theory and just be like, well, it's true because I did the homework. You yeah. know, and... Uh, and I think there's a lot of things in Laurel Canyon, Canyon that you're just never going to know about. Right. And it's yeah. like the, the, the counterculture. I laugh with the generations now, and I'm going to sound like an old boomer, which I'm not. But, you know, I'm an, old, I'm an aging Gen X. But, yeah. But the fact is, is there's part, I always laugh when people that are like born in the 90s and they think they know the 90s. It's like you were a kid. Yeah. You were four years old. Yeah. You have no idea you what were the fuck. Ten at the end yeah. of the nineties into you know what Rugrats is. Yeah, that's about the only part of the nineties you know is the Rugrats part in the in the cartoons. And Steve is your guy from Blue's Clues. Yeah, yeah. But as far as the uh, 
like raging angst grunge and the you know yeah. the 90s music scene and the Seattle scene and yeah. like all of that type of stuff of the music and and everything coming through you don't know shit about that. You have no idea about right, it. Yeah. And I remember talking. They were like, oh, man, that was, must have been cool to be going. I was like, growing up, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you this today. Yeah. And I was like, but I, I was talking to him. I was like, I look back at it now. And it's like, they fucking whined all the time. <laughs> every song. Like, I, I have a hard time listening to 90s rock songs. Especially grunge songs. Yeah. It's whiny. It's just, oh, oh, oh. I was upset at school or I was upset at this and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I'm mad about it. You know, don't hurt my feelings. You know, it's we just, sound <laughs> just like our parents. No, I know. We were listening to, I know. And music. it's, and it's meritable, yeah. you yeah. know? So I say this with humility. I even just being five years, 10 solid years away from the sixties. Mm-hmm. Cause if I was born 10 years earlier, mm-hmm. it'd be mid sixties. But even then, I'd be just a kid. I right, have no yeah. idea what was going on. Yeah. None of this stuff. And I laugh when I see somebody that was born in the 90s or higher trying to act like they understand the counterculture of the 60s. You're, yeah. Dude, you're so far removed from that. Right, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. You know, you would flip your lid if that's all you had was three channels to watch to consume media. Yeah. You'd have a fucking panic attack. Yeah. You know, so it's... So I'm saying this for us, too. Like, we're going to try to tackle this, Mm -hmm. but it's like most of this old stuff. We weren't there. have no idea. But as far as... I didn't get into... No, I'm saying the counterculture stuff. Yeah, I didn't get into that because I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't care what they were doing. I don't care who was fucking who. I don't care who was writing what song with who. I don't care what band broke up so that they could form a new band. (laughs) I don't care. I am more interested because there's so much more. Like, yeah. there's a freaking ghost from the 1800s yeah. that is on this one particular piece of property because it used to be a cave. Well, let's get into it. All right. Let's get into Jacob Marley. <laughs> so Laurel Canyon seems to be a hot spot for the paranormal, as well as a major player in the music scene of the 60s and 70s. So if you're interested in visiting, let's break this down so you can choose your own adventure. And I broke this out into different topics. So I'm going to start with a topic and then we're going to dive deep through the topics. Yeah, I like it. Ghosts. Yeah. If you search Laurel Canyon ghosts, I can't tell you how many sites Mm. will populate. There was, like, I had to, I picked the most popular, Mm -hmm. but there are several. Turns out this whole area is just fucking haunted. Jacked. Yeah. It's just haunted. All of it. Like, okay, if you are choosing your own adventure here, I actually do give you addresses. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go and check it out for yourself. Well, very cool. Yes. So apparently there's a ghost carriage of Laurel Canyon. Legend has it that several car accidents at this intersection have been blamed on drivers claiming to have swerved away from a phantom carriage and horses that crossed their path. And it's the Laurel Canyon Boulevard and Lookout Mountain, where the two intersect. And apparently, there have been, when they say several car accidents, Mm -hmm. there's been a ton. Wow. And as a result, some of these car accidents have themselves been fatal. So you already have this ghostly presence, and now Mm. you've got people passing away at this scene. Yeah, so it's like a traffic jam. It's Ghost Central, man. 
Wouldn't it be funny because you'd be driving, you'd see a horse and carriage. You'd see like a like a 60s Nova or, you know, like a 60s Corvette. Yeah. Then a 70s Nova. Then, then a Subaru Justie from the 80s. A Delta you know. 88. <laughs> a three-cylinder Subaru Justie. Yeah. So now let's talk about Bessie Love's haunted house. Yeah. The ghosts of two murder victims from the 1830s reportedly frightened silent film star Betsy Love to move out of her house. She bought this piece of property and she built a cute little bungalow on it, mm-hmm. not knowing that these these two dudes. So I'll give you like a Reader's Digest version of yeah. the story, but I think this might warrant its own episode. There's a couple of yeah. these um, that I think might warrant their own episode. I dig it. There was a guy who during the gold rush days, uh, he would just go and steal from everyone who was getting their riches. And he was hiding his riches in the caves in Laurel Canyon. So he had one, like one major one where he would put his booty. And then he had a couple other ones where he would put stuff. So these two guys go out because they're like, why should he have all this stuff? Sure. You know, technically it's not his. So, they were stealing the robber's booty, if you will, mm-hmm. and he caught them and he killed them both, and they died wow. on that particular piece of property that she purchased and built her bungalow on. Apparitions and strange voices are still heard to this day. Doesn't matter how many times they tear down the house and build a new structure, every time they put a new structure on this particular spot, these strange voices. These apparitions of these two dudes who died there. Was it like Al Swearingen? That's <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know. So, Who's the fucking cocksucker <laughs> building the house here? It's 8227 Lookout Mountain Ave. Mm. So then there's John Holmes, the Wonderland murder site. Four people were killed here by blunt force trauma in a still unsolved 1981 murder that porn star John Holmes was a key suspect in. Yeah, we're going to pause for a moment here. Okay. Laurel Canyon as well. A lot of murders at Laurel Canyon. I mean, I don't want to say it's the murder capital, but... No, it's, it's not the murder. It's a great place if, if murder's on your mind. Yeah, yeah. You might want to go there. Well, here's the funny part. Getting back to the mm-hmm. light conspiracy theory stuff. A lot of murders, no arrests. It's a different time, man. It was a different time, man. <laughs> Again, I'm going to throw my bias. I wasn't in the uh, counterculture, but different time. Yeah. Now they're a bunch of fucking tightwads now. <laughs> and that location is 8763 Wonderland Ave. Yeah. Vincent Price died there. Legendary horror actor Vincent Price lived here shortly before dying of lung cancer on October 25th, 1993. And that address is 9255 Swallow Drive. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd get it. The Houdini Mansion. Yeah. A ghost spotted often on the grounds here is often attributed to that of Harry Houdini, but the world-famous magician and spiritualist never lived there. Yeah. So whose apparition is it? And that's 2400 Laurel Canyon Boulevard. Stunt double. So, I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to plan your trip, but you could do Laurel Canyon Boulevard Mm -hmm. and then hook it to... Uh, Lookout Mountain Ave. Yeah. 
you know, hang out at that corner for a little bit, see if you see the ghost and the the ghost carriage and the horses. And then you can like keep going and check out Bessie Loves. So I mean you could technically hit almost yeah. all of these just by going down two roads. We just yeah, I wonder what Houdini's ghost is. It's just like a ghost that's struggling to get a set of handcuffs off or Well <laughs> I've I read a couple different things on this one and it one article says it's his mansion and then another that someone currently resides in, of mm. course, some freaking celebrity. And I was like, don't yeah. care. And then others say it's the uh, the remains oh. of the a mansion, mm-hmm. and they're they're attributing that to Harry Houdini. But if he didn't live there. I don't know. We'll maybe, see. Maybe he always wanted to live there. Maybe he visited. And you know, like when you go to a hotel and they're like, mm-hmm. George Washington stayed here and he wrote a letter to his wife yeah. in this room. Yeah. With this pen. <laughs> yeah. We've left it just as it was. <laughs> completely intact. Here's the spot where he put his wooden teeth. Ramon Navarro's ghost. The actor's ghost is said to still protect the property where he was killed by two hustlers seeking his still unfound hidden fortune. And that's 3110 Laurel Canyon Boulevard. I love a good uh, fortune. Like lost fortune fortune hunter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm a sucker for those. They're seductive. Love them. Yeah. They're really seductive. Oh, my God. When we did the Pirate Museum. Yeah. And we were doing the tour and they were talking about how there was supposed to be one of the pirates' treasures mm-hmm. off the coast. Yeah. I was like, oh. I can't even imagine. I love a good treasure story. I can't even imagine the rush of going from, like, sitting around at a table like this saying, you know what? I heard of a story where, you know, there's some treasure, mm-hmm. you know, or this this ship had treasure. Tracing it mm-hmm. and then getting right to it to where you find it, where you're in the water. Yeah. You're in the suit or the, yep. you know, the whatever. Thing, yeah. And you're there and you find the ship and you find the treasure. You know, like I can't Your even Goonies imagine moment. the Goonies <laughs> rush. I can't even imagine it. Like uh, I, my hair's standing up just know, talking right? about it and I haven't even done it. Make sure you leave one eyed you know. Willie's. Stuff for you got to leave one for you got to leave. You got to leave you whatever leave he it for had Willie. in front of yeah, Willie. Yeah. You got to leave that for him. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, yeah. That rush would have to be amazing. But talk about like a life of complication after that. Yeah, because you'd have people arguing about it, or you know the whole claiming like once you found it, you got to get out of there because everybody and their brother is going to yeah. be after you. Yeah, know. yeah. And that, how do you get it out of there? Very carefully. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> So that's where I ended it with ghosts? the ghosts. Okay. Though there are several. Like, we could yeah. revisit this topic several times. We could do a whole show on ghosts. Yeah. 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 Ooh. yeah, why not? So the next big topic mm-hmm. I looked into was Bigfoot. Because you know, you know yeah. I love me a good cryptid. You like a good skunk ape? I like a good cryptid. <laughs> I dig it. The year for this report is mm-hmm. from 2006. It was in spring, June 17th, so it's not quite, it's spring into summer. Mm. We haven't quite gotten it's to summer yet. It's almost next to the, it's almost near the perfect day. Almost. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's in California, Mono County, and the specific location coordinates were removed at the request of the witness. Really? The nearest town is Mammoth Lakes, and if you look at the map, it's like dead in the center of Laurel Canyon, ah. if you will. And the nearest road is 395. And this is the observation. I was living up in Mammoth Lakes, and on this weekend, I decided to go to Laurel Canyon to do some fishing and exploring. This area is not easily accessible because of the terrain and the road being obstructed by snow in some areas. Now, I should note this is in the mountains. So I know it's California, but mm -hmm. it's still in the mountains. Mm -hmm. As I was coming back down the canyon, I came to an open spot along the side of the mountain heading into a more wooded area next to a meadow. The meadow was about 300 yards away. I was looking ahead of myself at the beginning of the wooded area when I saw a human-like creature cross the road heading toward the meadow. Its gait was very unhuman-like bent at the waist and arms swinging like you might see a vaudeville actor do at the end of a show as they exit the stage. Little bit Looney Tunes-like. I observed it for about three to four strides. It was all black, long arms, longer than ours, tall, muscular, and slim, with no neck visible. It must have been at least seven to eight feet tall and weighing about 400 to 500 pounds. I reached for my camera, and that is when I saw it cross back over the road again, this time in a slow, more human-like gait, like it was trying to elude something without eliciting a chase response from whatever it was trying to elude, like you might if you saw a growling dog. Mm. Also noticed, it appeared like the creature was trying to cross before the oncoming truck came to that location. Then it looked as if it noticed the other people in the meadow and headed back up the side of the mountain at a slow pace. I'm a registered nurse that specializes in orthopedic surgery, so I have a good understanding of the human gait. Other witnesses. And he states he assumes just himself by the behavior of those, like, no one in the meadow alerted that they saw mm. this creature heading toward them. Yeah. He did, he did return to the scene a week later and found tracks of something large and heavy powering itself up the hill. I've heard of nothing else since I really think I really think that these creatures encounter us out in the wild on a regular basis, we just never realize it. The time and conditions it was 1630. Environment at the beginning of where the meadow starts coming from Laurel Lake, pine forest with other types of non conifers. The meadow had many creeks coming down Laurel Lakes into the meadow. So here's a follow up from the BFRO investigator. Mm -hmm. He submitted his claim. They investigated. This is their response. The witness is a former marksman in the U.S. Marine Corps. He's currently a traveling medical professional, very familiar with human and animal anatomy. As a former marksman, he is very adept at judging height, size, and distance. The animal was covered in one and a half to two inches of fur that was black in color, almost a blue-black, end quotes. It was lean and very muscular, and he felt it was a younger, more adolescent animal between 7 to 8 feet in height and between 400 to 500 pounds. He says it was definitely male as the pectoral muscle, muscles were easily visible and very developed. He was keenly aware of the movement of various muscle groups underneath the hair, including the shoulders, thigh, chest, and waist. The animal had no visible neck, and he states that the conical-shaped head pretty much sat directly on the trapezius muscles. The arms were easily at knee length, 
and it seemed as if it was using the exaggerated movement of its arms to propel itself forward, like I do when I'm hiking up a hill. Mm. I asked the witness if it was possible that this could have been a person in a suit to which he chuckled. No way. Everything was too perfect. The height, the weight, the size of the muscles, the gait, everything was proportional and worked as as expected for an individual of that size. The muscle groups were all there working properly. The hair appeared to be attached to skin and skin attached to muscle, and all of it was part of this animal. Nothing was sitting or stretched over a structure. End quote. Weird. Right? Real weird. Right? I love a good, like, legit. So just so you know, this BFRO is where you can go to report your your sightings of Bigfoot. And then, as you can hear, they do investigate. They, They follow up with the people. That's crazy. Right? I would think at this point, Big Sassy... If you don't know what Big Sassy is, check out our check big, out the Bigfoot episode. The Bigfoot episode. It's it's too long to get into now, but Big Sassy, I think now wouldn't be there because it's too overdeveloped. You know. Yeah. Well. They're, it depends because it's not their scene anymore. You know. Even I mean, back in the day, you could just walk into somebody's house and hang out. That was from 2006, though. Yeah, I it's mean, not, it's 20 years ago. You know. Ish, ish. And I mean, a lot of it is like. Woods. Oh, it's, yeah. It's There's like a lot of woods there. Preserved wildlife. That's the thing land. with Bigfoot is you'll hear some run-of-the-mill stories, but there is a lot of very genuine stories. Yes. Where you can hear just how genuine the details are. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, even these uh, these stories from hunters and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, we went into depth on the Bigfoot show with it, but. It's, you know, the Bigfoot episode, but I know if I was out hunting, I'd sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd shoot it, you know, or whatever. But I think seeing something that you've never seen before. Yes. And that's what they all say. It's like, I've never seen this before. Yes. I've never seen anything like yes. it. So there's all that processing of unknown information that you got to do. Right. But also there's this thing of, you know. It's got that human quality. Like there It's not even human quality. It's like this unique quality. Like you literally found a unicorn. Yeah. You know. So what do you do? You bag mm-hmm. the unicorn or do you let the unicorn just be a mystic animal like it should be? Well, it's you funny know? you say that because you know, my way to get through my work day is to listen to podcasts. Yeah. And there was a uh he was a um he wasn't a firefighter. He was with the forestry service. And what happens is, is during the time of fires, they patrol the roads because mm-hmm. what happens is all of the wildlife run out of the forest, yeah. out to the road. And most of the time they're either it's exposure to smoke they have yeah. to be treated for. Yeah. So the forestry service picks them up and takes them to the veterinarians or they expire at the side of the road because they were mm-hmm. just exposed too much. And this guy was talking about how he had like a new trainee with him and he said he was driving too fast. Like you're not supposed you're supposed to be going like 30, 30 between 30 to 40 miles per hour down these roads so that you aren't missing yeah. any of the animals as they come out of the as they break out of the forest. And he was talking to the guy next to him and he wasn't paying attention and he was, he was going 
over 60 miles an hour mm-hmm. and he hit something and he he hit it and he killed it and he and the guy in the car got out and they were like the fuck is this they put it in the back of the truck they called it in like they're supposed to everybody came out and they're like we don't know what the fuck this is mm-hmm. so they took it and then he and his passenger had to go back to the forestry service and they had to submit their reports and they were sending it out for testing. And they're like, yeah, we, we, we don't know what it is. And he never got a follow-up from the results from the testing as to what it was. I just heard it in a podcast this past week and. (sighs) It's gotta be an old story. Cause why wouldn't you take a picture of it? It was like, honestly, I'm going to say right now, if it was in the last 10 to 15 years, mm-hmm. it's bullshit. No, it has to be older than 10, 15 years. No, I, I, I know he was, he was an older guy and he was telling a story about one of the yeah. fires that had broken out in this particular area back and in, back in 62, back in the day. You know. No, it has to be an old yeah. story. Cause yeah, why I I'm really suspect. Like as much as I want to believe the mm-hmm. Bigfoot and Sasquatch and yeah, what I, you know, big sassy. I yeah, I'm very very reserved on it. You know, because I know. Oh, if you got a big we I posted a uh, the video a video on the group not mm-hmm. too long ago, and I do have to admit that was one of the most like compelling videos. It is I've very seen. compelling. Yes. Like all the way down to the, like the sticks, the part of the yeah. tree it was breaking. It was loud. Oh yeah. You know, I mean. You could see him actually working at working it Working at it. Yeah. And I mean, for the person videoing, like capturing that. And them hauling ass out oh, of the yeah. woods afterwards. I, like I saw that. I was like, yeah, I get it, man. I, I do the I same. I totally get it. Yeah. You don't want yeah. this to be any found footage, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's, I think to date. Yes. The most convincing video I've ever seen. If if you uh, haven't seen it. It's in the Facebook group. It's on group. the Facebook group. And I still owe you guys those uh, charts from numerology. I apologize. Oh. I was sick. I will yeah. get them out for you. You're like your brother, a typical eight. Uh, I'm not an eight. Yeah. I'm a one or a three. You're and s- I think we circled the wagons around s- three. Starting to get an eight. Eight <laughs> attitude out of you. Whatever. <laughs> All right, what do you got? UFOs. Woo! So Laurel Canyon, and it's not specifically named on any of the websites, but Los Angeles is, and Laurel Canyon is part of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So if UFOs are your jam, you need to follow the link for nufork.org. This is the National UFO Reporting Center, and it's a UFO report index for craft shape in, on this Page, it was specifically DISC. Mm-hmm. They list every sighting, including city, state, as well as internationally. Mm. It was pretty compelling. Yeah. So if seriously, if UFOs are your jam, check it out. And holy cow, California has a ton of sightings, but so does New York. Like, yeah. you'd be surprised. Gilderland came up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Who's Gilda? <laughs> the sworn enemy of Florin. <laughs> so I'm going to take us to interesting UFO sightings in Los Angeles, the Battle of Los Angeles. On February 25th, 
1942, less than three months after the Pearl Harbor attacks and less than 36 hours after the bombardment of Elwood, military radar picked up an unidentified object off the Los Angeles coastline. Thinking it was an enemy attack, the military sounded the air raid sirens, ordered a total blackout of the city, and prepared the troops for, quote, ready-to-fire status. The sirens' blood-curdling sounds awakened the city's residents. They watched in wonder as light beams scrutinized the night sky. Upon scanning, searchlights revealed a large, orangish-shaped object hovering above the city, possibly a UFO over Los Angeles. Mm. Upon the discovery of the unidentified object, U.S. troops fired around 1,400 bullets at the object. Military and civilian witnesses testified watching the shells hit the object without any effect. Speculations and rumors ensued, claiming that Japanese aircraft was invading Los Angeles. However, as night turned to dawn, it became apparent that there wasn't an enemy attack. Although the issued reports were confusing, it was clear that no bombs were dropped and no planes were shot down, making people wonder, so what really happened? While Secretary of the Navy William Frank Knox brushed off the incident as a false alarm, Secretary of War Weather Hen- balloon. Henry Stimson stated that a minimum of 15 planes hovered in the Los Angeles sky. Stimson later rescinded his claims, but there were still the testimonies of thousands of military personnel and civilians stating they saw an object in the night skies. Although tensions were high with Japan during this time, the Japanese claimed to have never flown an aircraft over the city of L.A. during World War II, making the incident even more bizarre. That's crazy. Right? I... And it should be noted... On, oh no, please. On that um website. On that website, there were two sightings specific to just LA, like yeah. within weeks of each other. Yeah. I have a theory with UFOs. I'm I think I'm officially out of it's the government camp. I don't think I, I was ever in the government camp. No, I was camp. I was uh I was a heavy foot in it, thinking like, you know, because it's easy to kind of dive into the Area 51 thing. And, yeah. And then I'm, I'm not saying Area 51 didn't exist. I, It physically existed. It's, yes. you know, um, And they were doing some next-gen next yeah. weird stuff. But I think all of that is a result of what they found of the UFOs yes. only. I agree. I don't think... And, and the reason I think that is because... It's 2023, mm-hmm. and they could have easily slow bled out any alien technology as our own. Yeah, yeah, they, they could have done it. And if it was as amazing as it appears to be, you know, because just to do the maneuvering they do mm-hmm. and the speed, yeah, the energy they have to have on tap, they they got something going on there. They do, and, and there's think- a lot of reports of. Rapid movement. Oh, yeah. Stop. Pivot. Mm-hmm. Rapid movement. Like, yeah. zero so the, to gone. So now there's a couple things there that you really got to ask yourself mm-hmm. because... Self. Self. What is this? How does a biological entity handle that kind of movement? Mm-hmm. Because they can't. Mm-hmm. But you have these stories, you know, so there's some either an environment in there that's working. There's a lot of technology at play. Oh, that, yeah. 
I don't even think we have, I, you know, I honestly, I think it's like a, it's like an ant compared to us. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the ratio. Yeah. Like we do things that an ant probably looks at and it's just like, dude, that's way the fuck way out me. of my pay. I don't understand that. Yeah. What the hell is that thing in his hand? Yeah. You know, that just. What, what, yeah. what are you How's doing? How's he talking to somebody not here? You know, like just, and I think that's where we're at with these alien type species, unidentified flying mm -hmm. objects. Cause even our aircraft, if you look at what the best aircraft has to offer and think about that for a second, don't just jump and be like, well, it's the government, man. You can't trust them. Blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. They got secrets and all that. It's like, all right. So you mean to tell me that if you were to go to war with another country, you would go with something subpar that you have in your arsenal. Right. Yeah. No, like, if you're going to war, if you're, taking you're going your to best war, of the best. you're taking your best of your best. Yes. And what gets me is, is we'll go to war and we've got our stealth bombers and stealth fighters, which are like the cream of the crop. They They're are. the best deal. They are. But they still have the A-10 Warthog that goes through and clears out a village. Yes, it does. And that son of a bitch was built in like the 80s. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and it's just. It's a monster. And and the fact remains that, yeah, I just, that's where it gets me every time. I'll talk to folks that are like that. And I'm just like, dude, so you mean to tell me if we had something secret in the back and we're going to war? Like, so hear me out. No. <laughs> Here's my thought. What's that? Let's, for shits and giggles, let's just say that Area 51 check yeah mm -hmm. that happened mm -hmm. and they are actually sitting on alien tech mm -hmm. from various crashes sure and, and whatever yeah let's say they got like four yeah. different let's say they got a sh they're sitting on a, a bank of shit yeah i'm going with the technology is so far advanced that the best they got out of it was the tech that they used for the stealth bomber. Oh, like that's yeah. as far as they've gotten in like 70 years of trying to. If that. Yeah. Trying to hack this shit and mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. And they're like, this is what we got. Yeah. <laughs> no, you really look back at it. It has to be so freaking far advanced yeah yeah it's just yes like i said if we were to go back in time and hand somebody a smartphone yeah they would just be the fuck is this what i don't know what to do with this yeah i i don't know where it lights yeah. up whatever you know and then you accidentally take a picture ah, ah, you know oh my god you stole you my know. soul ah, give it back ah, rich <laughs> you know i think it's that type of yeah ratio yeah i, I agree I, yeah. I think, yeah, some of the, cause even the phone, like smartphone, I love, I love talking to non-tech people. Cause they act like, you know, well, where the hell did you just get the smartphone? I'm like, dude, it's an, it's a calculator. Yeah. It's just a really condensed calculator. Mm -hmm. They figured out how to make everything super, super small and super conductive. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, it's not rocket surgery, man. <laughs> you know, I, I just. Yeah, Are like, you sure? Yeah, phones and, and the tablets. I mean, they're amazing. They are. And they're incredible. Yes. But they're not unreal, you know, right, and it's yes. not like there was a leap for it. You no. can see the gradual You can stuff. see the progression. Yeah. Yes. And then even that, I would go so as far, I mean, I think like, like the stealth fighter and stealth bomber, I remember, and again, this again shows you that they, 
they're not sitting on a cache of this stuff and stealing it because I remember seeing the stealth bomber and the stealth fighter at an air show in Florida when my dad lived there. Yes. So that's putting me at like 14. Yes. 14 years yeah. old, 15 no, years remember, old, something like that. I remember us being yeah. school age is, when they they were yeah. talking about so this the is 20, fighter. This is 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And... And I remember going there and they had the uh, the fighter mm-hmm. and they had a catwalk up on it and they had uh, the military standing around it armed. Yeah. In a circle. And and like it was the prize piece. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a sign that said, stay on the catwalk. If you attempt to go towards the ship, we will shoot you. Yes. Like that was yeah. the sign. It yeah. was like a total, it was a weird presence. And you got to walk over it, check it out. And then I remember, you know, typical air show. They had F F sixteens. They had all this stuff, and uh, you know, the little biplanes that were doing all the tricks and stuff like that. And then they had the stealth bomber, the flying wings, so to speak. And I remember we were sitting on the beach, and that son of a bitch was there, and you couldn't, you could barely even see it because it was flat. Yep. You know, so you really couldn't see it. And then all of a sudden, you heard nothing. Right. You heard nothing at all until it was past you. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't going p- faster than the speed of sound. It no. wasn't. Yeah. And I remember everybody sitting there like, holy Ooh. shit. No, we were all thinking yeah. like if you were in war, like yeah. you just don't even know that you fucking know thing's coming. coming. Yeah. It was crazy. I think that's the point. And, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm getting. And when that came out, they were using it. Yes, and they were. Iraq yes. and out yes. through there, they yep. were using it. They were using the best thing they freaking had. Yes. And that's where I got to just, I got to knock a conspiracy theorist back and be like, dude, they ain't hanging on nothing else. No. And no. whatever they're hanging on, like you're saying, this is the camp I'm in. They have no idea what it is. Yeah. Yes. I mean. Or they they have something that's yeah. in the works, yeah. but it doesn't work yeah but it's yet. like somebody yeah. using a dildo as a back massager yeah you know i mean, I mean it's just like it, they have it, no it yeah works. serves a point but yeah. yeah i don't think it's used for this you know <laughs> exactly. and then somebody yes. comes and uses it the way whoa oh, oh way better than a back <laughs> massager you know yeah i i really i i turned a corner in the last couple of years with ufos on that where and and honestly after the last after the last six years to eight years, actually 10 years, I just don't give the government any freaking credit oh, at all. Oh, seriously, no. Unless yeah. it's to ruin somebody. Yes. They're great at ruining each other. Yes, people. They are. You know, oh, my God. They are the best the government shit slingers. Is, yeah, they're the oh. best shit slingers, and they will they yes. will work together. They'll cross party oh, lines yes, to yes. cast shade you on talk anybody. You want unity? Yeah. Oh. No, that's, you know... If they can collectively get together to shit on something, oh, you know. Oh, yes. I don't think anything gives yeah. them more joy. But even like, you know, I always tell people that are like, you know, well, you know, they got their, you know, th- they build this like architecture of like uh, black ops. Like it's, you know, all smart and intelligent and all that. It's like, dude, work for your state, work yeah. for the federal <laughs> government. And I guarantee you're going to walk away from there and be like, there's no way in hell they could yeah. even get themselves out of a fucking room. Yeah, you know? let alone. <laughs> yeah, they are not the yeah. masterminds that you think yeah, they are. Yeah, no freaking way, you know. They're, they are not breaking well, new ground. Well, even with the Twitter releases, like, it's all coming yeah. out, you yeah. know. There's no secret there. Everyone knew they were doing it. Everyone knew. Yeah. And then the, just the emails came out, and you're like, yeah, duh, mm-hmm. you know. 
Mm-hmm. Except the people that, you know, thought that people knew what they were doing. They're like, that's the conspiracy. The emails are fake. It's like, yeah, okay. Sure. Keep snacking on that sandwich. Let me know. Uh, Whatever. So what else you got, babe? And I ended with the music scene. The music scene. Yes. I mean, I will say that from the mid-60s to the early 70s, as far as music goes, this melodic, atmospheric, and sometimes subtly political American popular music was written by residents of or those associated with Laurel Canyon. Oh, yeah. It included the likes of Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, David Crosby, Stephen Stills, Graham Nash, Chris Hillman, Roger McGinn, J.D. Souther, Judy Sill, the Mamas and the Papas, Carol King, the Eagles, Richie Foray in Buffalo, Springfield, and Poco, mm-hmm. and many more. They made music together, played songs for one another with acoustic guitars and all-night jam sessions in each other's houses. Many of those houses were cottages with stained glass windows and fireplaces that warmed the living rooms on those chilly L.A. nights. Mm -hmm. They took drugs together, formed bands together, broke up those bands, formed other bands. Many of them slept with each other. The music was mislabeled soft rock or folk rock, especially in the Northeast where critics panned as granola-infused hippie music, too mellow and too white. But in truth, it was an amalgam of influences that included blues, rock and roll, jazz, Latin, country and Western, psychedelia, bluegrass, and folk. It certainly was a forerunner of today's Americana. And that's as far as I went, though I know there was some juicy nuggets to be had amongst this group of folks. So I figured you would uh, you would be in on the juicy nuggets, and uh, yeah, I, you would wax poetic. Yeah, to a certain degree. I mean, you know. All right, so you know, you do the quick math. This is what I. I always like to do the quick math. You do love to do the math. I don't like math. to do the heavy math, but I'll do the quick math. But, you know, say from 2020, mm-hmm. you know, if you were 75 in 2020, you were born in 1945. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so you're looking, you know, start crawling that back and you start. But these, this is kind of like people who are 75 now, 70, 75. Mm-hmm. They were that younger generation during mm-hmm. that era. Mm-hmm. You know, the boomers, yes. as we like to call it now. Yes. I think it's kind of funny. I think it's hysterical in the fact that the counterculture, and mm-hmm. it really was. I mean, like, you look back in American history, at least, and I'll some will go a little too far with it. I do agree that they, they go way too far with it. And they'll sit there and they'll say, you know, everything was great until that damn counterculture came in. And it just went to hell. And it's like, there was a counterculture all the time. Yes. You know, you had the counterculture in the 20s when they were swing dancing and people are like, oh my God. Prohibition. That Benny Goodman. He's the devil. You know. Prohibition when they had yeah. the speakeasies. The speakeasies and yeah. all that there's stuff. There's always been there's some always sort of a counter, anti. There's a counterculture yes. all the time. Yes. Even out in the West. Yes. There was the gunslingers mm-hmm. and the bank robbers mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That was the counterculture. Yes. The guys playing cards all day. Mm-hmm. And I've read old, uh, I, I was on some sort of website where they had some old diaries, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I read something that was really, really compelling on it. It was uh, like a, um, it was uh, like a farmer, like, they're, uh, like a farm type family. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how just the useless card players in the bar. Yeah. And all that stuff. Yeah. And they just, you know, they, they don't have any ethics. They don't have any, yeah, you know, they don't care about Yeah, they're just wasting their days anybody. away. And they just waste their days away. And they don't have the, uh, um, the experience of building a home, mm-hmm. having a family, mm-hmm. you know, creating their claim and lot in life and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm reading that and I'm just looking. I'm like, that is so counterculture- it's, it's, Exist, you know, like it's, it's always existed and it's always existed it's and always it will going to exist. always exist. Yeah. It exists now. It's, you know, there's the anti and especially the teenage bit and all that stuff. But, yes. but you'll hear a lot of the conspiracy theorists where they're just like, no, that happened at the sixties and that was it. You know, it's like horse shit. Yeah. It's crazy. But what's funny mm-hmm. is that every counterculture becomes the system. At some point. Oh, it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. You and I are going to be the system someday. We're going to be that system. Right. You know, where we're just completely the anti. Like, people want to just be as See far. you kids, get yeah. on my lawn. And we're the Gen yeah. X cool people. Yeah, I'd we like are. to think it's not going to happen, but history says it's going to happen. And Yeah, but no. No, I honestly, I see it now. I mean, not to get... This isn't even political at all. This is how crazy political things have gotten. Mm-hmm. But look at Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. They were the counterculture when they I was were. growing up. Yeah. Counterculture. And then I remember watching ads with them. They were like, you need to take your vaccine. You need to make sure you got your booster shot. And I'm sitting there like, really? I don't even care what your vaccinated status is. It's like, dude, you sound like an old man. You're on the classic rock station, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, you've officially gone to VH1 now yeah. in our yeah. terms. Yeah. You know, you're no longer MTV. Yeah, you're just, VH1. Like you're the wah, establishment. Wah. Like, yeah. like 25 years ago, you yeah. were like, fuck the pharmaceutical companies. Fuck the government. Fuck the feds. Fuck yeah. this. And now they're like, yeah, dude, did you get, you need to get your booster shot. You know, you need to, you, stop you need to trust second. this and that. I am not going to listen to anyone in the entertainment. Uh, for uh, medical advice, really? For anything. <laughs> for any advice. Unless yeah. it's how to fuck up your life with drugs <laughs> and have an amazing, like, rock. Yeah. Well... I'm going to listen because they're the group that's like, I'll listen to one thing, how to get away with murder. Because (laughs) there was a lot of murder in Laurel Canyon. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of murder. Oh, so much murder. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, if murder is your jam. And I got a fast track. Like, like there is a quote Mm -hmm. from, (laughs) there's a quote from Neil Young where he's talking about the genius of Manson. Like, I forget the quote. (laughs) I'm sitting there reading it and I'm just like. You know, and now you got him and he's just old codger and he's just, you know, he's a boomer. Yeah. He's, he's just, yeah. A, he's your tech, he's your classic textbook boomer. Yeah. And I got to laugh because I've watched the whole trans, I watched him with Crazy Horse at SPAC at Saratoga Springs. Like they did the Crazy Horse tour and it was like, this is Neil Young, man. He's the anti-anti, you know. And like him and Eddie Vedder were buddies, and you know, because he was buddies with Eddie Vedder, because Eddie Vedder gets it. He used to say, I, and I was, and then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you thought 
Charles Manson had it too. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. You know, this is like the beauty of the internet. They got like these quotes that come oh, out yeah, and like yeah. things that you're starting to hear that of I'm things that came honest, out. And I never dug Neil Young. Never got into him. I never got into his music. And here's my problem. Yeah. It's his voice. Yeah, people I can't that's the, that's the thing with Neil Young. Yeah. That's what that's my issue with um the guy that did Hurricane. Hurricane. Oh, Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. He do him. Well I can't. I just Yeah. If I have to listen that hard to try and figure out what you're saying, yeah. Maybe maybe you're an excellent musician, here's, composer, here's the and deal. songwriter. Maybe you find someone who can Here's the deal with Bob Dylan. Okay. And I had to learn this the hard way. Mm-hmm. Is I remember there was a, a, a period of time where he was either like an act with shows or something like that. And I had the ability to see him about like three, four times, mm-hmm. but I wasn't going there to see him. Mm-hmm. I was going to see the other group. Right. You know, so it's just like yeah. Bob Dylan, I had to kind of skip through. And I remember sitting one day, it was like the like the second or third show, and I think it was four times I saw him. And the third, second or third time, there was a guy there and- you know, I was just looking, I was like, God, I'm like, I just said the same thing you did. Like, he's terrible. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's bad. How is this the icon of America? Yeah. Like, he is awful. Yeah. And the guy turned to me, older dude, of that counterculture yes. generation, yep. What he goes, here's the thing. He goes, he's either on or, or he's off. off. It's like Jim Morrison with the yes. doors. I heard either that story all off. the time. Yeah. You know, and, and he goes, when you catch him on, you get it. Like right. you see it. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just, but the problem is he's off more than he's on. Yeah. You know, and I, I was like, I saw him in concert. And I was like, and okay. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. No. For real? I guarantee if someone just saw Bob Dylan once, they probably saw bad Bob Dylan. Yes. You know? Yeah. So then the last time I saw him, holy shit. He was on? Just fucking on. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. And I was just like, okay, I get what the fuck that guy was talking about. Right, yeah. I totally get it. Now, Neil Young, I watched with Crazy Horse and, you know, mm-hmm. the whole Rockin' in the Free World and all those songs yeah. therein. And it was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were a good band. He, I was always kind of, he's okay. Mm-hmm. But then I watched him once with just like, it was guitars. Mm-hmm. And it was just him playing acoustic. And it was just... Oh, it was incredible. You know. I think my problem is, is now he's a boomer douchebag. Yeah, I'll I didn't say it for like what his it is. voice. And then he was He's weird. I caught him yes, I caught like a live thing of him. Yeah. And he was just like I mean, okay, take for example, Santana. He does his weird thing where yeah, he yeah. just But he's likable. He he <laughs> he has like his poetic ramblings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This guy is just nonsensical. Yeah. And you're just like, he's always been. Oh, you're just a dick. No, and he can write good songs. Oh yeah, yeah. When he played with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and it was and Crosby, Young? Stills, Nash, and Young. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't know this. He wouldn't even play on stage. Yeah. He would oh, play I get that. Off the stage. Yeah. So he's yeah. kind of like he's a narcissist. Well, he's he, he's him and Joan Jett are the same, basically. <laughs> 
You know, okay, yeah. Like if you were to put Joan Jett as a dude, you get Neil Young. If you get Neil Young and put him as a chick, he's you Joan Jett. Joan Jett. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's okay. Yeah. All right. That 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 explains a lot. That's how it works. That yeah. That explains a they're, lot. They're one in the same on, on yeah. that regard. Yeah. Gotta but, say, I was yeah. just like, all right. No, but th- like you said, this is where you l- rattled the, the names off. Yeah. They they claim to say that um Frank Zappa actually founded like the area. He moved there first, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah, I wouldn't and kind doubt of that. That I would believe to a certain degree, you know. But I'm sure um, he wasn't like, hey guys, I got a great idea. We're all gonna move into this area. See how pretty it is? Yeah. I mean, talk about talk about inspiration. Yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna take drugs. Yeah. We'll have some orgies. <laughs> we'll play some songs. We'll jot some things down. It was a place where and they we'll could just, just go and hang out. out. Yeah, it was a place they could go and hang out. I think Laurel Canyon was this. It was that cool bar that you and your friends found, mm-hmm. and and nobody knew about it. So you're like, you know what? Let's just keep this on the DL mm-hmm. with us. We're we're gonna mm-hmm. come here. We're gonna own the place. Yeah, we can walk up to the jukebox, play whatever we want. We can play pool whenever we want. There's no line for anything. We order food, we get it right away. We get our drinks right away. Yeah. You know, and then little by little, somebody's like, hey, we, you know, where you been hanging out? You know, one spills the In beans. In the canyon, man. Yeah, one spills the beans. <laughs> uh, we're hanging out here, hanging out there. And then, you know, you also got to look at it from a different perspective, too. This was when, you know, you had no internet. You didn't have anything. Right, yeah. And, and what you had was touring bands. Yeah. And all these bands knew each other because they played the same gigs together. Yeah. You yeah. know, so they'd see each other on the tour, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and so they, you know, hey, where are you hanging out? You know, right. Yeah. And they just all started flocking there. Like Neil Young said, I just went there because everyone else was going. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. The anti-establishment Neil Young going somewhere because that's where everyone that's else, where everybody was. else was going. Yeah. No. And it just uh, again, like reading stuff like this, you meet your Fucking heroes. Douche. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, you meet your heroes. Yeah. And. and you know, he wore out his, you know, hero pass with me 15 years ago. I think ago. he wore out his hero pass a long time ago. A long time ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, yeah, it was this very small, intimate setting. They all knew each other. They all hung out. Mm-hmm. Groupies started coming in, mm-hmm. and it became this this hippie counterculture. I mean, they literally say that the counterculture generation was invented in Laurel Canyon. There's a lot of people that stand by that statement. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be pretty hard not to stand by that right, statement. Right, yeah. I think it's it's meritable, you know, because th- from there it migrated yeah. around mm-hmm. and went through Haight-Ashbury and all that yeah, other, yeah. other stuff. It could have just sporadically came up at any time. Fucking California. You got the, you got the conspiracy junkies that, yeah. you know, think, oh, it was right by a base, it's all intentional and all this, you know. I think what they might have done drug-wise was intentional. You know, let's give them these drugs and see what the fuck happens. You know, take some notes, you know. And I mean, at that time. Who knew? We get some pretty cool songs out of this. Yeah. I mean, well, and at that time, I mean, you had people that were working right in the counterculture with like the Grateful Dead and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they were giving them acid and they were tied apparently to the CIA in one way, shape or form or another to see what was going on. And, you know, you can get a little conspiracy zoomy on that because you have, again, 
a, a, a television. You got three network television studios that are creating everything. Mm-hmm. And they were the ones that were in radio. See, that's a lot of things younger people don't understand. It's like, it's not like there was radio, then TV, and there was this disruptor company. It's like, no, there was ABC, NBC, and CBS on radio. Then TV came out, and they were TV. And they mm-hmm. were TV for a long time. And and so you can hop on, you can get a little conspiracy zoomy on they were manipulating and trying to control things for whatever. That's the hard part. And, and then, I don't like I said, see why the CIA or anyone else would give a fuck what these guys were doing with drugs. No, I think they were more concerned about the drugs. See, that's the... And there's evidence of that. Mm-hmm. The CIA's come out clean with it. They were like, yeah, no, we were dosing people in trains and stuff like that just to see what they would do, you know, and we'd follow them, you know, or whatever. And, you know, like take notes on them. I mean, that's, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's out. MK that, Ultra. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been out of the bag for decades now, mm-hmm. but this whole thing to create, like you get the conspiracy theorists that are like, well, they did it to create a counterculture, to create control and all that. it's like, no, there's a counterculture every, there's a counterculture now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's always going to be one. Yeah. There's always going to be one. And, and eventually that counterculture is going to be the man. Yeah. The machine. Yep. You know, the, the, the establishment. Quote yeah. unquote, or they know. die because let's be honest, the uh, gunslingers and the card players of the Wild West, they never became the establishment unless they stopped gunslinging yeah. and card playing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Or somebody played cards, mm-hmm. got a lot of money and yeah. said, I'm going to start a general store or bar. Right. Yeah. And then he did that. And then he found a woman, got married, <laughs> had a couple kids, and he's the fucking establishment now. Learned, yes. It's just yes. how it works. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know any other way to say it. You cool hipsters that are young, you're going to be old establishment fucking people. And you're going to be just like us. In 60 you're not years. better than no, us. No, you're going to be just like the boomers, you know. <laughs> yeah. I used to laugh that I'd do part-time retail, and they're like, okay, boomer. I'm like, dude, that's Keep you. That's, that's you in 50 Fast years, forward. man. It's Fast you. forward. It's you in 50 years. You're going to be out of touch with fucking everything. everything. Yeah. It's just the way it is. It's the natural. Where's trend. my fidget spinner? Oh my God. That's I all. Can't deal with that's this. all we had was a fidget spinner. You spoiled rotten fucks. Back in my day, all we had was a computer you could hold in your hand yeah. and take photos and call people. Jeez, you know. And you could, you could instantly Post something and yeah. know what people thought of whatever you it was so you said spoiled. or did. <laughs> you, just open, you could just close your eyes and go, I want to watch Jurassic Park. I'm and like, there it is. There it is. We Jurassic had a, Park. We had a phone. We had to have a subscription to Netflix. <laughs> and, you know, we had shared accounts. And uh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to stop now because I know I could do that for the next 30 minutes straight. <laughs> I know there's some of you like keep going. I uh, no, no, that's okay. Dino's looking like you know what? I just want to hang out today. That's uh, you guys are stupid. Yeah, but no, I I find it interesting. The that the more things change, the more they stay the same. No, I mean we cover that every week yeah. on this, but just the uh, the 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 story alone you'd think is crazy there, but then you insert Manson and it just like, it was, what gets me is he was in like, oh, people he was in. 
I mean, all the people that have followed Manson, like, they get this. But I'm like, if you haven't followed Manson, like, you have no idea how, how in, in the, he was with these guys. Yeah. Like, when you are searching Laurel Canyon and everything comes up from this. His name this comes up down, everywhere. The number of people who were just like. Yeah, I partied like, with him. I was I was looking, I was in, I was looking into it. And the number of rock people yeah. that are associated with Manson. Like if you search for cults and the Manson family comes up and they just start listing them off. Neil Young was one of them. Yeah. And I'm like, you fucking, they I used knew to... I hated you for a reason. <laughs> they used to, no, they, you know, you yeah. read it all the time. It's like, oh yeah, you know, he was at so-and-so's house and this oh, person's yeah, house. Yeah. And they, you I mean, know. they like to put it all on, uh, what was it? Brian Wilson. Oh yeah. They, they put like it on put Brian that all Wilson on him, but big time, you know, bullshit. No, they there all was like hung three out. or four people who are just like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And Laurel yeah. Canyon. It was great. Yeah. Like, uh, Huh. Hanging out around fires with acoustic guitars, yeah, singing, yeah, yeah, dancing, yeah. screwing. Well, you know. I mean, it is it is what yeah. the Manson family did. So I get it. I get how they would be like, hey, man, we'll just do some drugs, play some music, do yeah. a little fucking. What could go wrong? <laughs> Here we are. You know, and then that's where you start getting into the like the Manson psychology. It's like. You wonder, like, was there a point where he broke? Was there a point where, you know, because we, we did an episode on we the did. family. We didn't we did. really do it much on, I mean, we did it on him a bit, but it was the whole family. It was more bit. the family because, I mean, but, uh, they were the ones who actually committed If I murders. recall when we were doing that and the research I was looking at, I remember some people, they were saying that, like, there was a point where, yes. like, he switched off and they were saying it was the drugs. Yeah. You know. Oh, I buy that. Yeah. I buy that a hundred percent. You know. And well I, if you're if you're caging the animal inside you. Yeah. So that you can prevent or you can uh project this mm-hmm. facade of yourself. Yeah. The minute you do a drug, that animal is no longer caged and that facade well, is, is gone. What happens is this, like for acid for example, like LSD. Here's what happens is you uh, say you've never taken it before. Like me. Yeah. And you have your reality, Mm -hmm. like your daily life Mm -hmm. and how you look at everything and how you perceive Mm -hmm. everything. Now, if I were to give you LSD and say you tripped for eight hours straight, Mm -hmm. you're going to be tripping so hard at one point where you're sitting there and you're just barely able to grasp it Mm -hmm. or you can't. And you've mm-hmm. lost it and you're losing your shit. That's a bad trip. Right. That's terrible. Um, but let's just say for sake of argument, you have the most positive experience with it. You see amazing, beautiful things. And then you're saying to yourself, all right, how do I know? You, you'll say this to yourself. How do I know if I'm ever going to come back? Like there's a point where you're tripping, where mm-hmm. you always ask yourself that. You're like, what if I'm stuck like this forever? Yeah. You know, and all that stuff. But at the at the point where I'm getting is, you get to the end and you realize that you can't go back to normal. Mm-hmm. It's already happened. Yeah. You can't go back cause you can't unsee what you just experienced. Mm-hmm. You can't take that away. It's it, it marks you. It mm-hmm. has an impression on you. You hear a lot of that with people that are born again, Christians, you know, I say it. Mm-hmm. it's like, I went to work that one day Yeah, and 
old Frank went to work. There was a Frank that went in there. And then there's the Frank that And there's the Frank that walked out. Yeah. And in the middle was Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all there is. Right. That's all there is to it. I don't know any other way to explain it. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I can remotely explain it is if you were to do something like that. Right. With like a mind-altering drug like that. Right, yeah. You're not the same person when you walk out. And that's what a lot of people say when you take LSD for the first time. They're like, welcome to the club. Because mm-hmm. you're different now. Yeah. You see everything different. I had a whole, I remember taking mushrooms out in the woods. And I just, the woods are different. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, in good ways and bad ways. I have right, bad yeah. memories in there. But I also have, a, it, I do feel a little more connected. There's a more connected thing. It, you do feel kind of this uh, energy around mm-hmm. You know, and that's where you definitely see what birthed of that in the 60s mm-hmm. and that generation and how the whole 70s became this new age thing because you had people that just did a completely different experience than previous generations mm-hmm. on a mass level. Right. Like yeah. in the 60s, it was just wildly acceptable to smoke a bunch of weed and, and take acid. Yeah. And there wasn't generations before that that did that. And that's where that whole new age thing kicked in in the 70s. Yeah. With cults and religions and all this other stuff. But I remember listening, uh, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, to a David Bowie interview. And it was like a clip of it. It was a series of things. And it was a David Bowie interview. And he was talking about, um, uh, what's his name there? Um, uh, Aleister Crowley. And uh, Crowley, I know I just say that to piss you off, <laughs> but he was talking about Aleister Crowley and uh, and and basically what he was talking about. This is when he was doing the. Yeah. The good stuff, like the old, yeah. the old stuff that everybody liked that David Bowie was doing and uh, the Ziggy Stardust stuff yeah. and all that. And and he uh, he said between Aleister Crowley and doing the LSD and drugs I was detached from reality in a bad way. Like mm-hmm. he said, I unfortunately was off path yeah. too long. Mm-hmm. And and that's, I started connecting the dots. I'm like, that's why he never fucking did that music anymore. Yeah. Because it was a bad experience yeah. for him that altogether. It was a bad trip. It was a bad, well, not just bad trip. It was just a bad life judgment yeah. experience you know and i was like that's why he to was do sitting that there music is to go saying, back like, to that time back to that time where he felt like he was portioned off of things yeah you know and uh and that was interesting to me and then again that's where i look at it with this counterculture in laurel canyon it's like it's it's a it's a riot yeah they lived in these little little cottages little bungalows little bungalows and they would sit around the fire and play guitar mm-hmm. now you drive through there they're mansions they got armed security you know and, uh, Fun fact, uh, Courtney Cox owned a house in Laurel Canyon that uh, she had to sell because it was haunted. Yeah. Too. There's a lot of haunted stories yeah. in there. And that's why I didn't dip well, into it. Well, Carol King would, did but. a uh, seance in her house. And, and Oh, you know they were doing just weird fucking shit there. Yeah, and that's when and, she was like, I guess I got to put a for sale yeah. sign out. Yeah. yeah, but like the Manson stories are crazy. It's unbelievable. At, like everybody there at that time was hanging out with Manson. Yeah, and Manson was They're trying all to fucking guilty. Manson of hanging trying out to with get him. his uh, yeah. his music out and all that. Well, stuff. Well, why wouldn't and, he? Yeah, it's the hub. Yeah, you know. it's where everybody is, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. 
And then you listen to his music. Oh, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. So, uh, yeah, Laurel Canyon. Dunzos. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. I, I don't know if you intended for Laurel Canyon to take the uh, the ghost story, Bigfoot, and UFO detour, but I sure took I it know. there. <laughs> Probably all of it. Probably all of it. So, uh, episode 109, what do we got next? We have... Our Cult of the Month installment. Oh, Cult of the Month is back. Uh, By popular demand. Did it ever really leave? Well, I remember we were questioning a bit. We were going to. And we got a lot of people that were like, no, dude, you got to keep Cult of the Month. And I'm excited about that. There's a fuck ton of them. So we're going to do the Source family. Yes. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. You look forward to that next week. Yes. And, um, you know, as always, as we close things up. Thanks for listening, and uh, we hope you had a lovely. We uh, gonna do our tenets, or are we just know. gonna? Oh yeah, no, we we'll just get gonna there. We'll end get it. there. No, and scene. We just hope your. <laughs> we hope your New Year's going smooth for you. Yeah, we don't hope, get a cold because it won't you know. go away. Well, yeah, that happened a bit. It's going away for you. It's just taking a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm over it. I'm like, I don't think I'm ever gonna be 100. percent So I'm just gonna live my life now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so again, if uh, if if you're feeling very uh, open to donating to the uh, the cause here at Oh the Horror, you follow our le- uh, link tree links or yep. donate button on our player on our website, ohthehorrorpodcast.com. We'd really appreciate the the generosity. And um, for now, pretend we're the car behind you when you're getting your coffee. Yeah, and just pay for our cup of coffee. Yeah, <laughs> give Dino some biscuits. <laughs> You know, he's hard at work over here sleeping. Yeah, I will say his biscuit fund is, it wouldn't wouldn't take that much. No, no, no. <laughs> we make his biscuits, so. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, a, a little bit goes a long way. It sure does. Rule number one. <sighs> no Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Four. No blood rituals. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. Mm-mm. Six. No apathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change in the world. It can be done. Definitely. I assure you. Yeah. It has a ripple effect. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Even even stuff as simple as please and thank you. Or if you're at your job, you just turn to somebody and say, hey, that was a really good job there. Yeah. You know, that's it. Yep. Just, you know, just little small compliments. Yep. A little bit goes a long way. It has a ripple effect. It sure really does. does. Next one. Don't engage with the black-eyed children. <laughs> don't do it. Turns out, I don't even know if we should call it the black-eyed children. We might have to change it to the black-eyed people because there, uh, there's Not children about anymore. an equal number of black-eyed children and black-eyed people. Are we going to do an episode on black-eyed boomers? <laughs> <laughs> we probably could. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I can't let you in. Ah! Ah! What? <laughs> Turn the music down. It's not on. Ah! What? <laughs> and last but not least, mm. just listen. Yeah, yeah. Which I think they're pretty good at listening. Yeah, you guys are. They it's listen not to you. Us. Yeah. It's not you. It's, no. it's everybody else. Yeah. Just yeah. share that. Share that in your day to day. Well, it's kind of like the... You know, when someone's being an, an asshat, you could be like, here's a thought. 
why don't you just stop for a second? <laughs> just listen. Yeah. Just listen to what these people have to say. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for a good listener. <sighs> yeah. yeah. It's really, really like. Yeah. And, and not like, like just sit there and listen, but like captivated, like. Yes. Nod Actually, your, not nod just your head. listen, but hear. Yeah. yeah. Don't just be like, yeah, uh-huh, sure. Well, really? not just hear, listen. Yes. Yeah. Both. You got to listen but, and you got to yeah. actively hear. But actively show you're receiving. Yes. Like acknowledge a good point. Yes. Shake yes. their head when they're like, that's bullshit. It's like, yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah. She said that. Yeah. yeah. Show them that you're actually listening. These are little things that don't cost you anything but a small portion of time. And that they make go a long way. Feel good. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They really, really do. I honestly could say better than any drug, man. Any drug, man. It's intoxicating. Yeah. Man. It doesn't even cost anything. And the man won't get you. And guess what? There's no fentanyl in the it. The man like, won't ever. get you. Yeah, man. Anyhow, <laughs> thanks for that down. thanks for joining us this week. We love you as always, our horror fanatics. We'll see you next week for the first cult of the month of the year. Yep. And uh, have a lovely day, a wonderful week. And make good choices. Take care. <laughs>